So our text for today is Micah chapter 5. I'm pointing it. Yeah, there we go. Micah chapter 5. And so we read responsibly out of Micah chapter 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, are the smallest town in Judah. But the ruler of Israel will come from you to rule for me. See? You go ahead. The Lord will be, let his people be defeated until the woman gives birth to her child, the promised king. He'll begin to rule in the power of the Lord. And they will live in safety because then his greatness will be known all over the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The heart of Christmas is love. Do you remember the best Christmas gift you ever got? I think back in my life, I think about times when I got a wooden recorder for Christmas. I think about the only time I peeked at my present before I got it when I looked up in my mama's closet and I had an electronic football game which went and the pieces seemed to move. How many of you remember that kind of experience, right? And you thought you could get the pieces to do the right thing, but you never really quite knew what you had. Or I remember clothing that I got. And a common gift to give at Christmas is a pop-up book, like I showed the boys and girls earlier, where you open up the book and a scene pops up, and you get to see how beautiful all of it is. And usually in a pop-up book related to Christmas, it shows a manger at some point, like a manger you'll have to see in the front of the church, or like the manger that we used to do a live version of at Kernersville Church just a few years ago in the walk through Bethlehem. Well, mangers go back to the year 1223. St. Francis of Assisi, living in Greccio, Italy, had the first manger scene, live manger scene, if you will, that was ever done. Interesting uh, note, it's in Greccio, Italy, and the word Greccio, the town Greccio in French is crèche. Crèche is another word for a manger scene, and this is a painted manger scene at the place where Francis of Assisi had his original one. It was a cave, Similar to the caves you might have found in Bethlehem, he added hay, cows, donkey, and sheep, and everyone came for church that day for midnight mass to bring in Christmas Day. And St. Francis said, for I wish to do something that will recall to memory the little child who was born in Bethlehem and set before our boldly, bodily eyes in some way the inconveniences of his 
infant needs. In other words, if you could see how difficult the circumstance was that he was born into, you might appreciate even greater what the love of God was like. Well, back in 1958, the Ideal Toy Company thought, great, we'll take advantage of this opportunity. So back in 1958, they sold this toy that you see on the screen. For $8, you could get this toy that when you open it up, it was something like a Pullman bed with the baby Jesus laying in it. If you paid an extra $4, you got a cathedral scene that rose up back behind it. And they advertised that he was the first unbreakable vinyl Jesus with pure satin straw. They thought they had a gold mine on their hands, but it turned out kids didn't want to play with a vinyl unbreakable Jesus. And it was not a success story. Indeed, it can be hard to love an unbreakable vinyl Jesus. Today, I want to talk to you about a Jesus whom you can love. A Jesus who is lowly, a Jesus who is obedient, a Jesus who is volitional, and a Jesus who is eternal. A Jesus who indeed was breakable. Now granted, they didn't break his bones on the cross because he had already died, but they broke his skin, piercing his side, so he was not a vinyl, unbreakable Jesus. He was fully human, fully divine, fully vulnerable. He lay in real straw by real animals, but in that manger scene was a gift worth far more than the $12 you would have shelled out for the deluxe version of the ideal toy company product. So let's talk a little bit more about the Jesus whom we can love. So Micah gives us the first clue about the lowly nature of Jesus' birth. Micah, it's the hometown, is the smallest of all and he is born there. We read there, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So here, Mike is emphasizing how Bethlehem is a lowly place, but the lowliness of his birth goes much further than that. I saw a great description that I read by a guy named Pastor Steve on Steve's blog out of Nova Scotia. And he painted a stark picture that I never fully considered, if you will, of the manger scene. He writes, the truth is that the manger where God chose to personally and bodily enter our world was not a nice place. While some hay might have produced a little creaturely comfort, it would not have been free of bugs and rotted bits of feed and dung and worms. It would have been both cold and dark. The stable in that humble little Hebrew town would have been more like a dirty cave than a barn. Into those lowly conditions, Emmanuel arrived. Into those lowly conditions, Jesus, who would save us from our sins, was born. While the angels sang up on the hillside, God was in the mess of life. That's what love is all about, isn't it? Who's with you in the mess of life? Christ was lowly in the manger, 
and he was obedient. We read in Micah, then the rest of his brothers will come back to join the people of Israel. Jesus came beautifully in an obedient fashion to bring back everyone to become a part of God's family. It's beautiful language to consider here. The phrase rest of his brothers can also be translated the remnant who came back. To come back can also be translated restored as in the exact same word found in Psalm 23.3. He restores my soul. Jesus came as a child to restore our souls and still wants to do that today. To restore means to bring something back to its original state. When we're born, we are sinless and pure. And when we take Jesus, he can make that our lives as well. When a baby is born, they know they need help. When a baby is born, they know they need protection. When a baby is born, they're ready to be obedient to their parent. How about us this Christmas season? Do we want to make Christ do we want to have Christ make us more like his purity? Are we willing to be vulnerable enough to say, I need some help? Do we thank God for protection in ways that we would never be able to fully calculate with our human brains? Are we ready to be obedient to our Father in heaven as we contemplate the manger and think about his obedience? Christ was obedient by choice, which brings us to the V in our little anagram, the word volitional. Jesus coming to earth was volitional. It was a choice. Why did he choose it? He chose it to show us who God is. I'm just going to read, the, read with me, if you will, the yellow text you'll find on the screen. Like a shepherd, he will lead his people in the wonderful name of the Lord his God. Jesus chose to come here and show us his character, the character of his, which is that of a shepherd who protects his sheep. It's appropriate the shepherds came to visit that night, for indeed, Jesus would grow up to be a shepherd, much like our children's story told, talked about. I read a wonderful story this week about a child seeking Christ's protection that you might also enjoy. I read, a little boy is afraid of the dark, and one night his mother says, go out on the back porch and fetch the broom. I want to sweep. The little boy turns to his mother and says, Mama, I don't want to go out there. It's dark outside. His mother smiles reassuringly and says, You don't have to be afraid of the dark. Jesus is out there. So the little boy thinks about his mother's words. He believes what she said to him. She goes to the back door, cracks it open, and says, Jesus, if you're out there, can you hand me the broom? Now, I don't believe Jesus is about to hand us a broom to try to swing away all our troubles or all our fears. But he does protect us in ways beyond what we can see. And he invites us to be volitional as well, to choose to protect others with our prayers, with our gifts, with our love, to choose to be a shepherd, to all those he brings into our path as his sheep, to choose to be lowly enough to serve others, to choose to be obedient and help others, and to choose to be a part of the kingdom that is eternal that brings peace on earth. The end of our text says he will bring a time of peace. He is our peace today, tomorrow, and forever. 
peace for today and tomorrow is priceless, my friends. When we are at the lowest points of life, he's with us. When we brought bugs, dung, worms, bits of feet into our lives, he's with us. When we act like sheep who've got no sense, he is with us. The obedient shepherd comes to save us again. When we are too scared of the dark future, he is there. Doesn't bring us a broom to just sweep away all the mess we've made. But he can bring us peace. Peace that today he is with us. Peace that he'll be with us tomorrow because he has faithfully led us in the past. Peace of eternity because we are his children whom he loves, really loves.